What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily. I'm Greg Miller, and this is Victor Lucas. How you doing? I'm good. How are it, you? It's great to be here, man. It's great to be here with you. Yeah. I know very much. So this know. is your show for Thursday. Hold on, I'm coming December nineteenth, twenty. Ooh. I'm coming for a hug. Oh, I love this dude. This we love awesome. you, Victor. We're so happy you could be here. This is great. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. every time you come through, either... I send you a little text. I know. I'm coming to town, and, and often it doesn't work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> often yeah. I'm out of town. Yep. You're going to be out of town. We're and already you came booked to on Vancouver, and you couldn't come on uh, on Electric Playground, which uh, sucked because I was away. And, yeah. Uh, I know you guys had an awesome event. You're on your world tour right now, right? That's what we did, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we're done now. We're wrapped. Okay. London was the final stop. That was it for 2019. How epic. I know, right? I'm so proud of you. And congrats on five years, by the way. Dude, thank you, right? Yeah. so dope, man. I remember, everybody, January 3rd, 2020. Amazing. Kind of funny day. Come on. Amazing. I know what those uh, those milestones mean. Yeah, you know better than most everybody. Mm-hmm. I, think, you know, I think you know better than most people. It's a very epic thing to build something and watch it grow. And, yeah. and it, what's cool for me is I keep coming back, and it's bigger every yeah, time I come a, back. Yeah, the rooms know? are a little bit smaller. Yeah. <laughs> there's more <laughs> stuff think packed things into are them. busting out of this space, which yeah. is awesome. But what's been yeah. going on with you, Vic? So, I mean, if you've missed Victor Lucas before on Kind of Funny, yeah. period, because he's been on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Electric Playground, of course. That's been thing. my brand. I've been doing it forever. for 25 years. Right. This was, that. honestly, at the end of this year, it's 25 full years. I've been to all the E3s. Congratulations and there. Thank you. And so it's a surreal thing when you hit 25 years of the same email address and the same <laughs> job, for yeah. the most part. Personally, of course, everything has been different as we've... Uh, you know, grown from a weekly show, we went to a daily TV show, and then we had sp- all kinds of growth that way. Yeah. And then we've had to shrink down a little bit in this sort of internet age and yeah. kind of deal with uh, YouTube and streaming. And uh, But one of the cool things that we did this year is we moved into a cafe space at the Vancouver Film School. That's so awesome. Which is a, an actual public space that people can come and watch the show in. And of course, all kinds of incredible guests come through Vancouver. They're working on movies and TV shows and video games and comic books. And I've been able to tap into that. So we've had yeah. amazing people like, uh, you know, animators from uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. D- David Hayter's been on. Sam Witwer's been on. Oh, Sam uh, Witwer, he's garbage. I love that guy. It's a terrible person. Is he garbage on Kind of Funny? Because yeah. he's great on yeah. No, we love him. <laughs> it's like giving a and I love Days Gone, by the way. I thought that game was awesome. And I thought, I know it wasn't one of your favorites. But it, but it, it was great. It's great to have this, uh, this forum where people can come and, uh, you know, chat with everybody. And- That's been my favorite thing is because I remember, not the last time, but one of the first times you came through, especially when we were in the new studio, yeah. it was right as you were like, I'm pivoting and I'm doing YouTube for the first time. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I and still so, don't. Really. And so to watch you yeah. grow and, and thrive going from TV and having been the TV guy forever. Yes. Right? Because, I mean, that's how I, w- I knew you. That's how I know. And I know that's how Canada knows you, right? Yeah, like, yep. when you walk the streets of Canada, you're a full-blown celebrity because <laughs> people have grown up watching you. It is surreal. And that really happened when we went daily because, yeah. you know, when we were a weekly show, it was on the weekends and you had to be into video games. But when we went daily and started talking about all kinds of other entertainment, suddenly families were watching mm-hmm. the show together. And I could palpably feel that whenever I would walk around. And I still... Uh, get a little bit of that because people uh, we were on for so long. Yeah, you know, and I'm grateful to all of our partners that that did that and all the viewers that have been watching. But yeah, that's always my favorite thing when you come by is the fact that the chat and the comments are usually split on either uh, Victor seemed cool, who is he, and everybody else being like, oh my god, it's Victor Lucas because they know you and they've again, but you've been doing this for so long and doing it so well. Oh, thanks. And also, you're one of the few people in the games industry no one ever talks shit about. I know well, <laughs> everybody I, loves you. I had a little shit this year, which I don't oh, really right, want to yeah, get yeah, into. But, but even uh, that, even that, like. I think was the normal thing where it was, uh, yeah. okay, clearly this isn't, what, everybody started going crazy, yeah. understandably, yeah. and it was like, all right, cool, but that's not what Vic would do. No. That was the whole thing. That's not how Vic would do this. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, you know what? I mean, I uh, as an entrepreneur, and I know that you you have the same kind of perspective. Is when you build something, you know how hard it is to build things. Yeah. So when I you know interview people or I critique things. I have that perspective. Sure. I have that kind of awareness that you know people don't set out to build shitty things, yeah. and it, so you don't have to come in with this binary kind of attitude that this sucks and this is great, totally. this sucks and this is awesome. And so much of honestly, I don't want to sh- even throw shade at YouTube, but so much of what I see on YouTube is is that it's like people just want to pile on. They either sure. want to like celebrate something too much or hate something too much. You know. Well, I think you know it's funny. We're, we have a bunch of inside baseball questions later about yeah. reviews and how it's all comes together, but yeah. I do think that a lot of that comes with uh, youth and not knowing exactly what you're doing. So I don't mean youth in terms of age, but in terms of, I'm going to be a reviewer. I'm going to review stuff. Because right. I look back at my IGN reviews from 2007 to 2010 probably sure. in cringe. Yeah. Because like I am being mean and I am being, re- I am ignoring how long it took these people to make something because I didn't know that at the time. Well, and that you also want to set up a... Um uh, you're setting up your own boundaries on how you're going to look at this stuff as well. Sure. You're defining your viewpoint. Yeah. And all you have is that moment in time, and that feels like a totality. It feels like I've got a really great I've played games my whole life, exactly. so I know what a good yeah. game is and, and a then, bad game is. Yeah, you roll forward another five, ten years, and, and your perspective changes for sure. But, I, you know, honestly, I, I say this a lot uh, in, to uh, people that watch our stuff is uh, – Take these opinions in, get to know the individuals, which I still firmly believe, because Cisco and Ebert were, yeah. you know, they were the, the guiding Gold standard, star. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I based reviews on the run on, which was a, a key part of what Electric Playground's heart and soul was. They were uh, the best at the, in the game, and they really understood how to use their personalities uh, to help flavor their material. And you would get to know them as individuals, and you would sort of base your opinion on that. And I, th- I think that still holds true to this day. Sure. I think it's really important to not just blindly trust any viewpoint or any brand, but get to know the individuals and see how your tastes align. And then you can kind of use that as a, a bit of a guiding star for what you're w- going to sample and, 100%. and check out. That's you know? the power of what we do now, right, is yeah. the fact that you go to YouTube channels, podcasts, websites, because you like personalities, yes. and you understand what that personality is. And yeah. the fact that, you know, to use an example from Kind of Funny, this year on the subreddit, uh, one of our best friends was able to go in and post and be like, Moonlighter is a Greg Miller ass game. Mm. And I looked at that, and I'm like, the they know me incredibly well. That so game I, is amazing. I grabbed it, and yeah. I was like, how did I miss this? Yeah. How could I have not known this? But and that's the idea that goes both ways. About The Tourist, which all of you t- should be t- checking out. Tell them out. about The Tourist. The as Tourist well. is an amazing game from Shinin. I think it's only on the Switch right now, and this is the uh, team that brought the Fast RMX games out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is like a little action role-playing game, a little adventure kind of mode, and there are some puzzles to solve. But lots of little fun tongue-in-cheek details. The fact that the main character looks like a blocky version of uh, David Harbour from Stranger Things. <laughs> I love it. It's so endearing, and it's so fun. Like, you have to, f- you run into this DJ, and he wants new music. So you go into a record shop, and you buy a bunch of music, and you bring it to this party, and it gets the party thumping, and then you get some money that, you know, it's just lots of little sort of clockwork intricacies like that that really make the game charming. It's awesome. I'm very, very excited, Victor. Yeah. I'm happy you're here for the yeah, entire of course, run bro. of the show. Thanks of course, for having me on. Where can people keep up with you? Uh, you can watch all of our content on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash EPNTV. And uh, you can check us out on Twitter, EPDailyTV, uh, and Facebook, Electric Playground. 
Okay. But just search Electric Playground and you should find us. Well, we're going to yeah. keep picking Victor's brain because we have so much to talk about, including cool. some Xbox updates, good news for Stadia, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Woo. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Give us your questions, your comments, your concerns, your cries for people to play video games with and everything else under the video game sun then tune in to watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe. That's amazing. There was no cue card there. You just know that. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's why when I screw up a little bit of it, I screw it up and it throws everything off. <laughs> then the whole show is going to be in the tank. It's going to be terrible. Well, you know I, I, mean? I am impressed. Thank that, you. That is very good. Thank you, Victor. You do it every day for like 600 <laughs> days. You get pretty good. Don't you wrong me on how many days we've been doing it. Uh, housekeeping for you. Remember, Kind of Funny Day is January 3rd, 2020. Our fifth anniversary. We will be live streaming from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. We will be going for 12 hours, introducing you to the new show the new announcements and everything that's going to make Kind of Funny Games 4.0 so god dang special. Important to point out then, uh, this is your last regular week of Kind of Funny programming. Uh, one more Kind of Funny Games Daily tomorrow, screencast today, all that jazz. Uh, however, uh, next week it'll be different. It's going to be Gamescast on Monday as usual. Then every other day will be PlayStation VR. The first season of that will, or I'm sorry, second season of that will be rolling out. Then Mandalorian on Friday. Then more PSVR and then the stream on January 3rd. Are you guys not taking the holidays off? You're, you're just making things? Or no, I Technically, we're taking it off, kind of, sort of. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know how we yeah, are. You know yeah, how it is when you own yeah, the business, right? Yeah. So PlayStation VR is a Patreon uh, goal from January. Okay. We filmed those. You could have watched them live if you were a supporter as we recorded them. They're going out on Patreon early. Then they're going out on YouTube there. So they're already done. Okay. Gamescast is being recorded today. Patreon.com slash games 2 p.m. Okay. okay. Uh, and then we'll come and do the final Mandalorian in review live. We're actually coming in to do that one. Very nice. And then the what rest. show, huh? Oh, God. What a you gift. Amazing. John Favreau and Dave Filoni? Oh, my I know. God. I know. They're have incredible. You, have, you, have you liked every episode? Have no. You, okay. No, yeah. I did not like the um, the ATST uh, Village episode. Okay, you're one of those episode guys. With yeah. all, everybody's wearing super clean outfits and stuff. It's yeah, like, yeah, has yeah. anybody watched Star Wars? Every, <laughs> they're, they're supposed to be a dusty, dirty kind of world, and it just looked like backlot sort of casting. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, In review for uh, the new Star Wars, by the way, tomorrow. Not, yes. the, not Mandalorian. Uh, uh, Rise, Rise of, of Skywalker. Yeah. yeah, which we both saw. You yeah. saw you've seen it twice. I've seen it twice now. Yeah. Yeah. Are we allowed to talk about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I liked it. Me too. Don't spoil anything, obviously. Okay, yeah. Okay. No, I, I liked thought, it a lot. I can't I, believe the reviews it's getting. I, I think it's... I feel like it's, and I feel like this isn't even like Batman v Superman, where it's like, I get why you don't yeah. like Batman v Superman. I, know. I see why it's a bad movie, and right? People are, t- are taking all of the hatred that arose out of uh, The Last, Last Jedi, Jedi, and they're trying to overcorrect and sort of say, you know, get into the safe zone and say that this is crap. And that's ridiculous. It is not crap. It's definitely messy because there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, retconning of different ideas that have been presented across the last couple of movies. But um, there's a lot of good fixes in this movie, you know, and a lot of things that make things make more sense. And most of all, it's just a lot of fun. And you can you can tell that everybody uh, really committed. You know, it's a visually amazing movie as well. I can't wait for people, the people to see it. Yeah, because I literally woke up yesterday and looked at reviews, and I was like, "What? People like, do we are, see the same things?" Yeah, Solo has a better Rotten Tomato score than this. I know Solo. I know. Don't even get me started. Yeah, Solo, we're gonna keep talking about games. Everybody. Solo was fun, but totally forgettable, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
Outside of Vision from Solo, I don't remember anything. Ah, thank you to our <laughs> Patreon producers, Blackjack and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Third Love, Upstart, and Logitech, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Cool, Greg, I've missed you. It's been a long time since you did the Roper Report jingle. It's good to have you back. Uh, four items on the Roper Wait Report. Wait a sec. Wait, what is it? Why is it called the Roper Report? Chris Roper, IGN.com. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. When you, we when we found, when Beyond got founded and I was one of the founders on it, yeah. he would give the news, and the, so it was like the Roper Report. Okay, cool. And so we kept that after In he left. In honor of Chris. Yeah. And then but when, he's still with us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he works at PlayStation, very happy, has a lovely family, very much alive. Yeah. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Good to see you again. Baker's uh, dozen. Thank you very much. Uh, number one on the Roper Report. We have some Xbox Series X updates. Number one, it's quiet. This is Michael Hyman over at uh, GameSpot. In our exclusive talk with Xbox boss Phil Spencer, we learned a great deal about just how powerful the next-gen Xbox Series X will be. A GPU eight times faster than the base Xbox One, and twice that of the Xbox One X. A CPU said to be four times more capable, and an ultra-fast NVM lowercase e, whatever the hell that means, <laughs> solid-state drive. Is this all gibberish to you, too, or are you PC guy? It, it's all gibberish, Perfect. and honestly, I don't like when we talk about new consoles in uh, connection to old consoles. Yeah. We, we shouldn't ever bring up the Xbox One or the Xbox One X. Who cares? Well, that's the it, only benchmark we have. I know, but they should just be like, look at this shit. You know? <laughs> look at who can do now yeah, yeah, yeah you know, right. it's, who cares how it compares to the xbox one it's all so nebulous i know right, right? back yeah. to michael though at GameSpot. Yeah. Yeah, well right. aside from the ssd which is virtually silent you might be wondering about how the series x will handle all that power while staying cool and quiet right in general terms spencer described the console's cooling system saying quote what the team did and you see it through the top grate is we went with one central fan in the design he continued what this design does with the size of the fan that we built around is it lets us match how quiet the xbox one x is is with all that power inside of the box. It's not as simple as deciding on a type of cooling system and running with it, of course, as Spencer explained. Quote, there's always this tension between design, acoustics, cooling, and the function of the console, and we were not going to compromise on function. I'm just incredibly impressed with the design that they came up with. Spencer went on to describe how he's been using a Series X at home and that its acoustic profile helps it keep a low profile, even for people who have seen it in action. He claimed, quote, If I don't point it out, it just sits there and plays video games the way I want it to, and I never hear it, just like how I don't hear my Xbox One X. Welcome to Video Game News in December, everybody. We're talking about how quiet a console Dude, is. Dude, why? I've said in every show this week, why are we here? Why is anyone Why is anyone doing any work in the video game industry? I mean, I, I, we're all intrigued. We all want to play with the toys. We mm -hmm. all want to see what these things can do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, certainly we're all kind of curious about how this technology all comes together and how yeah. it works and how noisy it's going to be. But it's not really that exciting i think no know? and oh, god I, no. I, and i've heard you not as the you're not the biggest fan of pc gaming no not and a lot of what we just read sir sure sounds like pc I hate it. gaming it makes me sick to my stomach <laughs> d block 1111 and the thing says nvme non-volatile memory express is an interface protocol built especially for cell i'm already asleep what who cares is, are you make it go make, make the internet go faster <laughs> that's all i need make the porn play in a better quality am i right cool greg on it. yeah thank you thank you cool greg he's working on it all right i don't know yet. <laughs> I mainly wanted to use it as a jumping off point. 
What did you think of the Xbox One Series X or Xbox Series X? I, here's what I think about Xbox. I think that the smartest things that they've done is uh, really focus on on uh, uh, the backwards compatibility mm -hmm. and letting people sort of carry their archive and their sure. libraries forward, and also recognition that once the Connect debacle was kind of done, a lot of the shift in focus has been to say, look, we need to invest in some more games. And the other thing that excites the hell out of me is that Xbox is trying to get to people wherever they are. So xCloud yeah. is very exciting to me. The fact that they're doing partnerships with Nintendo, the fact that MLB is going over to Xbox. Right. There's a lot of really good momentum in inclusion in this business, and Microsoft, I think, is honestly leading the charge, which I am very, very fired up on. 100%. The machine looks and sounds cool, but I think we're going into a, um, a post-hardware kind of era. Not this We're gen. slowly getting there, we're right? We're going yeah. there. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. And I like the look of it. I think it's, it, it's a cool reveal. I think the Series X is a as a brand is a little confusing and yeah. it, it sort of well, remember it's xbox yeah this is series x model yeah so confusing. but it opens up to other series sure right and then we're getting into a, po a, a, a position of like where do i jump in that's been i think the major problem with video games for the 25 years that i've been reporting on them yeah is like people don't know where to go like where, where do i jump in to get the good stuff yeah and then everybody's in these isolated little camps all the time and everybody starts bickering and fighting i got the it, it, instead of have you played this amazing game? Yeah. Right? Like the way that people talk about, maybe not Star Wars right now, but the way that people talk about po other pop culture. Totally. They just get into it. Yeah. Like, well, it's so easy, games, right? To jump, like, even, even I, I know this sounds crazy, but even yeah. the Marvel movies. Yes. Where it's like, okay, 23 movies, is that what it is? Is, is a lot of movies, but at least you know. Yes. And you can look at it. When I was like, what Clone Wars episode should I watch on Disney Plus? And people right. sent me this color coded chart, like through multiple seasons, like, Oh, <laughs> even for me, I'm like that. Just looking at that is like monumental, right? right. Where it's like, God, I don't and know. that's what video games are. Yeah, you know, like Marvel. You bring up a great point. Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three was a great game this year. Yeah, you had to be in the Switch ecosystem to check that out. Even yeah. you know, I was talking with the uh, uh, Marvel guys at the screening the yesterday. Rose what up? Yeah, at the uh, awesome dudes, and they've been doing some awesome work. And I love Spider Man. That was my game of the year last year. You're smart man. That's a game that should be on every damn system. Anything you can put a controller into, you should be able to play that amazing game, that Insomniac Well, game. with the power of PlayStation Now. I know. <laughs> We're getting there. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I am super enthusiastic about what Microsoft is doing, what PlayStation is doing, and I hope that Nintendo has a uh, pro model of the Switch. Mm. All of that would be very exciting. But I also feel like, let's bring more people into this party. Yeah. You know? yeah. That'll be what's going to be fascinating about Microsoft's approach. And what could be fascinating about PlayStation's approach, they've just been quieter. Yeah. But Xbox with xCloud. Yes. And with Game Pass. And yeah. with all these awesome services they have. Yeah. If when they launch this, it is as simple as... My friend is like, oh, man, I'd love to play that, but I'm not going to buy an Xbox. Oh, dude, yeah. buy this controller yeah. and buy the game on the streaming service, and you're in, and we can play together. Yeah, it's just, it's so, it's it's kind of tragic that Stadia has launched with all of these stumbles and bumbles, you know? And, yeah. Because and, oh, yeah. it's pretty cool tech. Have you checked it out? Oh, yeah, we have Stadia in the room. Yeah, yeah we, it we, works, right? Yeah. And have you played it live while you've been streaming on the same internet? Like Yes. That blows my not mind. Like, not where we're, like, streaming. Like, I haven't streamed gameplay as a Let's Play, but they've been doing shows, and I've been playing in the other room. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, we've yeah. been doing that, like, playing you had good in the show. Great no experience. Problem. Yeah, you know, because this is something we talked about. Just as a asterisk here, we talked about it yesterday. There's more. There's steady good news coming up. We talked about it yesterday, yeah. and it was a mixed bag. Yeah. Where Kevin was talking about how he had, he had struggles with it. Gary was super down. I'm like, I've had in the back room really bad connections. In the front room, fine. At home, yeah. Destiny. I can tell it's not one to one, but it's not unplayable by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I, I just I liken it to um, like Fantavision. You know, like there have been. 
which cool games. Yeah, yeah. But there's been a lot of launches of systems. Yeah. Where they've been a little less than whelming. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. they've been uh, <laughs> they've been a, a little bit of a letdown. The Nintendo 64, like good, like a good singular good hardware, product yeah, yeah, yeah. and good hardware. But it's taken a while for the the value proposition to kind of make sense, and that's sure. kind of where Stadia is yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, but. It's too bad that it stumbled out of the gate like this because... First impressions matter, man. Exactly, and I feel like a lot of people's opinions on streaming technology is, is going to be colored by this for a long time, yep. but uh, that's why has I, the staying power and the money. And we're going to talk about staying in a second, but yep. just as this conversation goes, that's why I still think xCloud is so important. It's great. Because xCloud is yes. still in beta, and everybody who's playing it knows it's in beta, so you're not seeing people bag on yes. it nonstop. And yes. so when they finally launch that as an open beta or whatever, and yep. invite you, whoever, to bring your entire library on there, yep. it will be that wow factor that I had of playing xCloud. And like, man, I'm playing Gears 5, and it feels great. Like, I, this is awesome. I mean, I don't understand why Google didn't have some kind of purchase plan in place to buy a store that already had an, a, you know, a user acquisition kind of yeah. you know, thing there, and people had a library of titles that yep. they could then play through the streaming. Yep. You know, I don't know why they didn't get into a partnership with Steam or, or GOG or whatever. You know, there's lots of other op- – and maybe they will – but there are lots of but opportunities again, you to have done that pro- launch. I know, you know right? I mean? like, yeah, you, like you, their their image is tarnished. Well, and honestly, for, uh, here's what I would say to the Stadia folks. I don't know if anybody from Google is watching, but uh, they, all the founders should get a year. I think that they should mm-hmm. go back and say, uh, "We we appreciate the feedback. Thank you for being there. Here's here's 12 months." Because they're giving extra buddy passes. Yeah, I saw that going around. Yeah, they they should give a year and they should give more games and uh, like win people back that way. Yeah, and not that the service sucks and it's bad. Again, I think think the tech works. Yes, you know what I mean. And I think it's only going to get better. Yes, but it is that. Does that matter? Like how how many times can you? Evangelize something if you're gonna if you're if you are the Stadia faithful totally and just get bagged online and well, no one listens to it. Remember the 3DS launch, right? Yeah. Nintendo yeah, yeah. The light. did a mea culpa. They needed the light eventually. Yeah, and they they dropped the price by a hundred dollars, right? And they yeah. gave all of the first uh, purchasers a bunch of free Super Nintendo games, which was great. That was a very smart move, right? Yeah. It's like you are the the heat seekers and you're here first. Here you go. Here's some extra. Extra goodies. Yeah, Zyger has a you're wrong. That's not a you're wrong, just information I think that I was looking for yesterday, actually. In regards to news regarding Stadia, Destiny 2's player base has dropped from uh, 19,000 two weeks ago, which is half the size of the next smallest player base, to 9,000 today, whereas other platforms have stayed consistent. Dropping 10 players in two weeks is not a good look. And he sources a Tom Warren tweet here. No, and that's the free game that everybody gets. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's like the, I mean, and I, it's one of the few things uh, now that it's such a nightmare because like I I like Stadia as an idea right yeah, yeah. and when I played it like I said works fine but like Darksiders dropping I was playing it on the phone I'm like cool it's too small for the phone and so yeah. it's like I emailed Stadia I'm like so when is it like, or how close to the iP- iOS are we yeah. that I can play it on my iPad right no response and no it's response. like cool yeah. at home I don't have the Chromecast hooked up anymore because it was running really hot and yeah. I wasn't using it so yeah. I felt weird having it just drawing power so I don't like I don't want to put it together so it's totally one of those now wait it, it, you I'm, I'm in the same boat I have it I reviewed Darksiders Genesis on the uh, on Stadia yeah we played it fine but I don't have the compulsion to hook it all up again just yet I want to yeah like I'm I'm in for the shiny new toys that's what my whole career has been about but I want totally. to feel compelled you know and it's up to Google to make that kind of fe- make it make us all feel that way and honestly 
we're that first generation of people that are going to be remotely interested in this. And then we got to tell the stories to get the other people in, which is where their audience is. Yeah. Right. But we got to be the people that are sending the word out that this works and it's cool. and You should check it out. It's a nice alternative or whatever. Yeah. And everybody, you know, is kind of meh on the whole thing. And that's or the problem. Worse. And, and like, yeah. you know, yesterday the conversation with Gary was like, and with Kevin was just like, well, can it be fixed one day? Can you turn that around? And, right. and, and they were bringing up No Man's Sky, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Destiny, how they've mm-hmm. turned things around. That's such a different thing. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, sure, the news got turned around on that, but like, remember No Man's Sky when uh, the patch dropped for Next, right? And it was like, hey, everything's fixed. That was timed with an Xbox release as well. Yes. So there was like a, hey, here's the big news. Here's the big entry point. Unless Stadia somehow gets like, it, a, a GTA, like a giant exclusive, they have, that they can be like, hey, they, boom, everything works now. They have one with Red Dead. You know, if they said... But you, not exclusive. No, but yeah. if they said you get Red Dead if you buy the, the starter pack... That's, Even that, it feels so far... That moves I mean, you've a new... Played that Reddit, moves a new... Right? Right, Reddit. You've played Red Dead. Yes. Like, that's the problem, is they don't have the new thing. A lot of people haven't, though. Yeah. And a lot of people that uh, wouldn't jump into the console experience, maybe are, are in the PC world, they can buy the game on Steam, but maybe they would, uh, or on the Rockstar store, but maybe they would be moved to pick up the Stadia thing if you get all of Stadia with Red Dead. Yeah, I think there's just such a problem with, you You pointed out, right, like, we're supposed to be tip of the sword. Yeah. We're the enthusiasts, we're the, and I mean, you, yeah. audio or visual listener, whoever, however you're consuming the show, I mean all of us, I'm yeah. talking as a community. Yes. We're supposed to be tip of the sword to then get it, like, I, I always use the example of the Wii, yeah. where I, you know, I brought the Wii home for, or my mom came down for Thanksgiving, played the Wii and was like, I want, can you get this for me? I was like, You've never wanted your own I video know. game console, but that's how good it was. Yes. The fact that you're here, Stadia is designed to be for my friend Poe, who doesn't play that many games yes. and would love to j- not buy the next piece of hardware, would love to just buy the games. Right. But if we're all like, nah, it doesn't really work that well. It's yeah. not really, yeah, there's nothing really going on. Yeah. On and, it. W- and one of the biggest challenges, and you guys know this, is that just the setup is a pain in the ass. Like, it's supposed to be like log in, and, but you, had, you need two apps on your phone to, to and deal that, with and your again, television. That's, and, and that's the thing of like how poorly this launch has been is that it's just not user friendly in any way of like yeah it's like all right cool like and it's this normal thing of like the questions i'm thinking of like uh, fran's asking me different questions of like what can i use i'm like you can use a controller here well you can only play on the tv (laughs) but if you did the hdmi to your computer i guess but you need it and like i'll forget too because you know again like i have xcloud and i really have enjoyed playing xcloud i've played just i played more state than i played xcloud yeah but the fact that you know like I put. I was playing some XCloud. I was like, "Oh, I'll try something on Stadia." And I put the, you know, the phone into the dock, and I started, and it wasn't. I'm like, "All right, fuck. I need doesn't to put, work on the need, iPhone. I need yeah. to put the cord into the. No, I, I have the Google Pixel. Oh, like, okay. I put the USB C to USB C in there. It's just like, yeah, it's so half baked, and it wasn't launched as an early access, and it mm-hmm. wasn't launched as beta, which colors the entire conversation. Yeah. Whereas if you launched as early access and you still charge the money for it, right? Cool. It's early access. I'm here because I believe in this product, and I'm here. It would have been very similar, I think, to PlayStation VR. Yep. They well, were, PlayStation said, "Hey, let, let's early. fix it right now." In this in this quick conversation, they uh, if they did something where they partnered with Steam and you could uh, you could stream your Steam library, sure, game done. over. Yeah. If they said twelve months of uh, of access to all the founders, that changes the prescription big time. Everybody is going to be talking about the uh, you know the great value add you yeah. know of of Stadia. If they said, you know what, every game we've launched this holiday quarter is yours if you're a Stadia Pro subscriber. Yeah. That changes the thing right away. Totally. There's some really quick decisions that they can make right now yeah. to turn this around. I mean, Steam, I don't think it's possible since everything does need to get 
Yes. Port it over and yes. do all the stuff. You see how like Borderlands is only up till October. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, okay, but like everything else you said, I think totally works. But what that needs, and I don't think they're ready to do, is a Mia culpa, like you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. You need Phil to come out and be on camera again yeah. or send out a letter and be like, hey, we got this wrong. Yeah. And you haven't seen that. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how much you frequent Reddit. Like, over on Reddit, when they put up the, this is last week, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, there was a post that they do like, here's your weekly update. And they put it up and they were just like, from Google. Hey guys, not that much happening this week, but we're saying we're still here, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And the audience went crazy. And they yeah. put in their own, the one guy went in there and wrote his own. He's like, if you're not going to do it, I'll do it. This game had done this and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, right there is like such a great snapshot of like, yeah. not only is it all these problems we've talked about with the system, it's just communicating with the audience. Like yes. There's a disconnect between what the audience wants. And I, I know I talk about uh, VR, both Quest and PlayStation VR too much. And so you've heard all my stories before. Yeah. Yeah. But it's night and day. To go to the Stadia one and the PlayStation VR one, the Quest one. Yeah. Because the VR ones are, hey, we're small communities. The developers are here talking to us. The people who are making the stuff are talking to us. We're having these conversations. We invested our money. We know it's not where it needs to be. It's only getting better. We're so excited. Yeah. And Stadia is literally when the when the founder uh, uh, tickets weren't going out, the codes weren't going out, going crazy. And it was like, yeah. we have been here since you let us pre-order. And you're telling us we still can't get this. Yeah. And to this point now of like... We're here, and you're telling us there's no information. Uh, there was all these it's arguments. Too many circling the wagons and trying to protect something instead of yeah. Just, and there were so be many. Inclusionary. There were so many conversations uh, up until this week, right? Of like, where is Borderlands? Is Borderlands yeah. coming this month? Let us know. Yeah. And then it was just boom, it's out. By the way, yeah. <laughs> only through October 24th or whatever. It's like, <laughs> good lord. Uh, only through October next year. No, no, no. no like, so the deal is that the Borderlands that got released on Tuesday. Yeah. I'm such a time warp now. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, is the Borderlands that's only. In terms of parity with other versions, yeah. is only up to the patches that came oh, out like on Jesus, October twenty fourth. So it's it doesn't not, it doesn't oh. have Malawan takedown. It won't what? get Moxie's heist today. Oh uh, today. my god! It's all it doesn't have Mayhem four. It's like oh, all these different wow. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another, but. Uh, I love, you know, it's what sucks is obviously I know Jade. She was on EP. I love her, and she's yeah. a phenomenal uh, developer, great person. And I've known Phil forever. You know, like yeah, and that's and the thing. That's that the same thing too. Gary said. And There's I know a bunch of people, people over there. there. They're totally awesome great people. people. Yeah. I want them to turn it around. I'm yeah. not saying put dirt on the grave or anything, but no. it is like okay, yeah. this is just a struggle. Uh, you know Nanobiologist says the one the one I was talking about was the Stadia community update for December 13th. All right. Well, yeah. Nintendo had the same issue with the 3DS, so let's all not forget that, okay? The 3DS was not doing well, and they had to change everything around, and then it did do well. Sure. Uh, I want to just talk about good Stadia news, because okay. we have good Stadia. That's number cool. two on the Roper Report. Cool. But before then, I had one in here that just doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, the, the, back to your thing of like, man, is it a slow news week? <laughs> <laughs> Phil Spencer also talked about how uh, it's the one thing he likes about the design of the new Xbox is that you'll be able to do limited edition wraps and custom ones. <laughs> except, if, yay! If there's one thing that Xbox has been doing well over the last few years is uh, limited lots, edition Xbox. Lots of awesome controllers yeah. and lots of... Awesome different Xboxes. I have so many Xbox <laughs> controllers. Uh, number two, though, good news for Stadia. I have two pieces of good news for you. Number one, they've acquired a studio. This is Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. Mm -hmm. Alex Hutchinson and Reed Schneider's Yay! relatively brief foray into independent game development is over. Mm. Google announced today that it has acquired the pair's Montreal-based Typhoon Studios and will make it part of the Stadia team. In talking with GamesIndustry.biz about the deal, Stadia Games and entertainment head Jade Raymond says she was particularly impressed by Typhoon's ability to put together its debut title, Journey to the Savage Planet, out now, in under three years with a modestly sized team of 26. 
Is it out already? Yeah, I think it dropped this week. Oh, right. Crap. Am I wrong about that? Okay, I, sure. I thought it was 2020. I saw. I thought. I thought I saw reviews for it. Could Hold be on, out. we're stopping the whole show. Could, could be us. <laughs> <laughs> Journey to the. It might be an early Sorry. access. Oh, is that what it is? It might be. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It is December. It's hard to I, keep. Well, yeah. What can I trust? Is always, maybe it's just the gameplay trailer I saw. Maybe I'm not out there. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, it's saying over here, January 28th, 2020 on Wikipedia. I think it's out next Maybe it's year. just out. Yeah, IGN yeah. put up 43 minutes. So maybe that's just what I'm getting yeah. confused on. Which is cool. I, I know both Reed and uh, Alex. We had Alex on EPN earlier this year and uh, great guest. And those guys are awesome. Um, and they're all in Montreal, and yeah. Jade knows everybody in Montreal, so that's uh, that's cool for them. That's awesome. Reed, I don't know if you know this, but he's had a he, he was at Ubisoft, he was at Warner Brothers, he was worked on tons of Batman games. Yeah, he was one of the heads on the Batman Begins game at mm. EA, and so he's been around some really big AAA sure. experiences. And uh, that's kind of what Stadia needs, you know. No, they need big. They need yeah. big titles. They need exclusive titles. They need developers working on it. Yeah. Sorry. Back to this. Yeah. Uh, that I screwed up. Not out. Out in 2020. But IGN has 43 minutes of gameplay. So that's why did, I saw did the I just headline. get a, a point in the uh, you're wrong. You sh- you're going to win. You're wrong. Don't okay. worry. All right. Wow. Okay. Dude, yesterday was one of my worst shows of all time. <laughs> I was so brain dead and exhausted from other stuff. Right. I couldn't remember that. A P- if I was like, just was PS3 backwards compatible with PS2? I'm the PlayStation guy. I hosted Beyond for like. Not, when, when do you get to 20? Five years. Yeah. <laughs> Every day is like, what the, what the fuck is going what on? What is happening? <laughs> yeah. uh, beyond its output, the studio also carries some impressive pedigrees. Yep. Uh, Schneider, like you said, was a senior producer on the original Splinter Cell and executive producer yep. on Batman yep. Arkham Knight with plenty of AAA experience mm-hmm. in between. Mm-hmm. While Hutchinson was a lead designer on The Sims 2 and Spore, as well as creative director on Assassin's Creed 3 and Far Cry 4. Yes. Quote, They've really assembled the AAA team, and the goal of acquiring the team is that it will really give us a head start in making the system-defining games everyone is waiting for, Raymond said. This is a top AAA team of industry veterans who already have a great working relationship and were able to ship something quickly, and they have a lot of great ideas for the platform. Right. I like they're talking about quickly, because clearly she knows, like, all right, let's get some games out. (laughs) However, those ideas are just ideas. When asked if Typhoon would be changing how it makes games, either to create experiences that could only be done with cloud processing like stadias or to bulk up the studio to triple a staffing levels hutchinson can only say so much quote we are just joining now so we haven't gotten deep into the discussions about what exactly is next but certainly i think we want to stay relatively agile and we don't want to grow to be a monster team that's what they were both telling me when I've talked to them about the studio. Is yeah. that they really they learned a lot from watching their teams grow to 200, 300 people. Sure. Where you walk in and you don't know anybody on the yeah, team anymore. Yeah, there's 13 new hires. Imagine like, what is that. happening. Yeah. I mean, you kind of had that at IGN, I would imagine, right? Sure, yeah, they bring big. in all these kids. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? It's Miranda crazy. Sanchez, who's this? Get yeah, out of well, here. I've been going to Ubisoft since before Splinter Cell yeah. and oh, yeah. watched them their teams take up more and more of the floor and then multiple floors. And yeah. it's it's unbelievable how big some of these companies are. Totally. And uh, yeah, I can imagine that they wanted a complete departure from that. And so I don't see these guys, you know, necessarily. Yeah, and so they're saying AAA. They're throwing that all around there. They have that experience. But I think likely these will kind of stay at the double A area and double A yep. level, yep. which honestly the business needs a lot more of. And honestly, it's what I think Stadia needs more of. Totally. The idea here, I understand that everybody would like them to come out swinging with their Uncharted, right? Their yeah. Halo, sure. Yeah. Yeah. They want to get there. Yeah. But right now, again, we were talking about this yesterday, I truly believe that by the end of 2020, yeah. this Stadia conversation won't be that they're not getting the right games, they're not getting the right updates. It will be... It's Xbox, it's PlayStation, it's Stadia, it's Switch. It's everything's coming on one thing. That's right. the thing. And VR. 
oh, right? Jesus. I know. But when you get to that point with Stadia, suddenly then AAA games are there. So now you have smaller games that have been turned quickly and hopefully knock on wood are great mm-hmm. and are giving you a reason to play your games on Stadia and to be in the Stadia ecosystem and to exist there. Right. That's what you need, right? Because yeah. if you're playing those, you're like, oh, this actually works really well. Maybe you do sit there and you go, you know, Assassin's Creed Ragnarok. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> on, I want to play that on here. Well, and there's a bit of an analogy, too, with Switch, right? Like, I'm playing sure. that, that Rebel Edition, that Assassin's Creed thing. Yeah. Which, which is How's it great. running? I haven't it's started great. it. I mean, it's definitely old. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. definitely old uh, character models and stuff. But the gameplay is great. Black Flag, you know how great God, that game, what a game was. So fun. So it's cool to be able to play that anywhere. And Stadia kind of delivers that, too. There is a totally. resolution bump. There is a, uh, you know, um, a tactility bump a yeah. little bit. But the fact that it works is really impressive and if you've got great classic games i mean if stadia had 200 games in its library and a lot of them were classic games that yeah. ran pretty damn well yeah that would be a pretty compelling story sure. right there yeah. you know a lot of people miss a lot of these titles a lot of people because they make their their bet on one system or another don't get all of these games there's a reason everybody loves game pass yeah it's cu- and it's, is game that reason is of, oh wow 10 yeah. bucks a month and i get to play unlimited games and yeah. see and try things yeah. and j- maybe games you would never play you jump into and do it and i know everybody's going to love playstation now very soon too like i think a lot of people have sort of been dabbling around with that and yeah. sony included but yeah, yeah. this is going to be the year playstation 5 right you figure they have to have an answer for game pass yeah. to some extent and so what does that look like you need and google needs this i mean honestly yeah. they need a, a an ability to download the software if you want to and you can stream the software. Mm. And that's what PlayStation mm. and Xbox are doing. Steam is going to do that. You know Amazon is going to do the same kind of thing. Yeah. Google's going to have to break into that area if they want to compete at that kind of level. Yeah, and or they say go- they do. Or they're going to have to buy a massive library or invest in tons of exclusives. And then they're getting into this arms race, yeah. which I feel can kill companies. Totally. Right? Yeah. And we saw it happen to Sega. Whoever thought that a world... A, a video game hardware was going to exist without say, Sega yeah. being a, a participant in that. Whoever yeah. dreamt that? Yeah. And I know I'm going back a few years for a lot of people. That are watching. They've read about it in their history books. <laughs> <laughs> they've read Console Wars. Ask That's you, what they've heard about. Ask it. your parents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other good piece of Stadia news: Stadia now works on every Chrome, Chromecast Ultra. This is Philip Byrne over at Android Central. Yep. And oh, actually, that's where I found it. And then I, it's just a Stadia tweet I'm going to read. But shout right. out to Philip and Android Central. Uh, if you have access to Stadia already, we have some good news to share. We have rolled out an update to existing Chromecast. Ultras that allow them to work with Stadia. Grab your Stadia controller, sync it to any Chromecast Ultra, and start playing on a, the, any additional TV in your house. I, I'm a um, an Apple guy for the most part. I Hell just yeah, got yeah. into that ecosystem a long time ago, and so I have an Apple TV. Yeah. I don't know what the hell I'm doing on the Chromecast. Okay, <laughs> Me had neither. To, I've had no. to learn it for the Stadia, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, what the? How do I? How do I switch the resolution? Like, I, I don't know what the hell to do. You yeah. know, like you have to stream off of your phone to the Chromecast yeah. to watch a movie. It just doesn't make sense. Like in on Apple TV, you've got a settings button, and yeah. you can adjust everything from there. Not with Chromecast. And yeah. the fact that Stadia needs a different thing, and then the controller is also connected to your Wi-Fi, it's crazy. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's an it's not. I know that Stadia didn't want a a console, but I almost feel like they should have done a. You know, a more Stadia-friendly, like put some branding. A on, box on yeah, something, yeah. Well, yeah. I know they didn't want that. Yeah. But anyways. We'll see. It's gonna. Yeah. I'm very fascinated. Obviously, a year from now, PlayStation 5, Xbox yeah. is out. And then, yeah, what does Stadia look like? What yeah. is it? What, where are we at with that? Yeah. yeah. It's weird that something connected to your TV is so dedicated to your phone. Like you can't use it without your phone. Yeah. 
Like it's just it, like it's just sitting there. I couldn't believe it. You, know? you can use it with your computer, right? Can't you stream yes. from Chromecast or for, uh, for, uh, Google Chrome? Yeah. Yeah, but that's weird too. It's like it's on my. Don't TV. get me wrong. I, I, yeah. I I'm just like you. Where <laughs> yeah. I, I did it and I was like, what? And I'm like resetting things and I'm reading the instructions they sent. I, I mean, that's what you know. And the other side of all of this is the Apple Arcade discussion too, right? Where you buy a game on Apple Arcade and you can play it on your Apple TV and you can yeah. play it on your Mac and your iPad and. That's pretty cool. Apple Arcade's insane. That's pretty cool, Apple right? Arcade, yeah. Like it's and it. I guess we're Apple people, but it just we works, right? <laughs> Very much, yeah. yeah. And that's but that's what I want, right? Yeah. People always, you know, I for as much as much good natured shit as I give PC gaming, mm-hmm. it, that's why I do what I do and why I love consoles is because I plug yeah. it in and it works. Yeah, and it usually figures itself out and yeah. works itself out, and it's not that I have to go yeah. download and do something blah blah. And I understand so, automatic updates, and I'm not even doing the character of Greg right now. Yeah, it's just a long time ago PC gaming did break me. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I don't never again yeah it's brutal right yeah and, and it's why i love quest yeah put on quest it's all quest there it works ridiculous. it does it all on its yeah. own yeah and i've got the rift s and i've i you know the resolution bump is awesome sure. but the fact that you can go and play pistol whip on rift s and it's great and it's beautiful yeah and but you can play it on quest and there's no impact on your pc hardware there's no cable there's nothing yeah, yeah. quest is insane yeah that's the the best way to get vr right now 100 percent. yeah uh, number three on the Roper Report, Rainbow Six Siege is seeing a team shake up. This is Brendan Sinclair over at GamesIndustry.biz. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft is entrusting Rainbow Six Siege to a new crew. The company today announced a, that creative director Xavier Marquis, brand director Alexandra Remy, and or Alexander Remy, and a few other members of the core team will be stepping away from the game to pursue other interests within Ubisoft. Quote, a certain amount of people who have been here a long time, including Xavier and I, will leave the project, and we have a new team already at the helm, Remy said in a video announcing the changes, adding, we are under the impression that we are transmitting a legacy to these people. We could not have hoped for a better outcome. I think it is awesome, and I am looking forward to being able to look at Rainbow with the eyes of a fan and nothing else, end quote. Rainbow Six Siege uh, director Leroy Attends off, uh, will lead the new core team and gave some indication as to where he wanted to take the game in the future. Quote, we will start expanding the game, the game universes. Uh, he said, uh, if you look at player experience, we need to stop thinking about exclusive features and start implementing inclusive features instead. Right. What I mean is that we need to deliver content that will impact every player and the whole community. Rainbow Six Siege launched in December 2015. Earlier this year, Ubisoft announced the game's player base had reached 50 million registered players. That is awesome. I was at the uh, the last tournament that they had in Japan. Oh, yeah? And uh, the game is unbelievably fun and super impressive. And sure. what a great story, too, yeah. to keep escalating and growing. Right. I interviewed a guy. I can't remember his name, unfortunately. I think it was Laurent. Uh, there's a lot of Laurents in the uh, Ubisoft uh, uh, Empire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, just, it's like they're Robert Brown. Just throw a, a dart, you'll hit it. <laughs> uh, but he was wonderful because he came from like game testing and like he was uh, a guy that just played it eight hours a day. Yeah, or whatever. He knew it inside and out. Yeah, and then they gave him a design role, and he just talked about it with such passion and knowledge, and he was so articulate. And you could tell like it's under good stewardship there, you know. Yeah. And I I love that whole story. Um, but I think what's impressive here is that there is a real recognition that people do burn out and they got to try different things. Totally. And I, you see that happen all across the business. It happens a lot in the sports game world as sure. well. I think it's good for the companies of these massive franchises to put out the press release and let these people speak to the truth of that. 100%. And let people know that it's time to kind of get out of the way and let other people kind of rise up and take the uh, the leadership I mean, roles. think about it, right? Yeah. Like, it came out in 2015. Yeah. So what, they've been working on it since 2012, probably? Yes. And yeah. so it's like to be, it's now 2019, 2020. Yeah. That's eight years. Yes. That you've been 
yeah, people want to move around and do stuff. They yep. don't want to be on the same thing over and over again. So it's cool to see them pursue other interests within Ubisoft. They're not leaving the company. Yeah. They're working on whatever the next thing is, you know, yep. whatever next IP it is. Yep. And then, yeah, hand it off to other people who come in and like, hey, we have a clear vision of what we're doing. Yep. Right? It is about uh, inclusion. Like, that's awesome. Hard to do that. And a lot of franchises suffer when you take the key people that really know how to drive that ship. Yeah. It's hard to do that, but it, I think it's worth it. And I think it gives empowerment to the people that are putting in the years. You yeah. know? Uh, and there is an analogy to Star Wars there, right? Like Favreau sure. and Filoni have both kind of proven that they can be the leaders in there. And if Kathleen Kennedy wanted to you know, entrust that to uh, people, those would be two awesome candidates. And same with Kevin Feige who I've thought about a lot with the Marvel stuff, like he's delivered, he doesn't have anything to prove anymore. Right, yeah, right? yeah. But yeah. there are tons of people working under him at, at the MCU empire yep. that would probably welcome the chance to be the new Kevin Feige, sure. you know? Sure. So maybe there's, I don't know, I'm not going to run those companies for them, but it's good to see those kinds of changes and, and uh, honesty like that from a company. That's good. Yep. Yeah. And then finally on the Roper Report, Epic Game Store announced some new features that they've already rolled out and some 2020 features that'll be coming your way. First off, coupons. Uh, coupons are now available from special events in the store. Keep an eye out uh, for ways to get them and earn $10 off your future, future purchases on titles. You may have even seen the first version of this with the Creator Appreciation Event, but more ways to earn them are on the horizon. Cool. Uh, they also have a library grid view and polish. The library grid view was resived, uh, revised to provide a more dense grid, so you can see more of your games at once. List view uh, now more prominently displays playtime and size on disk, blah, blah, blah. Storefront optimization. We've uh, released a new storefront and performance optimizations. Basically, this means the store loads faster and more quickly if you purchase it. But development progress. They put up critic reviews. We've completed back-end integrations and component development for including critic reviews on product pages. And these are currently in testing. We'll update you when this feature is live. And then one of the most requested things, wishlist. Uh, we're working to bring the wishlist to the store. You'll be able to wishlist any offer on the store, and you'll be notified of sales or promotions for this offer. Uh, this has been previously listed as a work-in-progress development, but is requiring more work than originally planned. We'll keep you updated uh, as we move the wishlist feature along. You don't play PC games, so... I don't. Yeah, none of this really matters to no, you. No, but much. I know I, I when the Epic Game Store arrived yeah. and being someone here on the daily front lines talking about it, <laughs> I was a very I saw the torches and the pitchforks and I know the wish list was a big part of it. They were mad, Vic. It, it is amazing that the uh, PC gaming industry got like a console war. Right? Out right. of the blue, yeah, yeah. where people are like, exclusives? <laughs> what are, what are I don't want my about? games exclusive to yeah. a launcher. Yes. Why do I have so many launchers? Yeah, like, yeah That's exactly. a massive issue for people, but it is. It, people have a real problem with that. I, I think it's amazing that the uh, the quality of the Epic Game Store experience has been pretty cool and all yeah. these freebies. Yeah. I hear from people that have uh, not bought a damn game at all on the Epic Game Store, but they have an account. Sure. So and now they have games. a library of like 15 games or something like Nanobiologist that. Nanobiologist points out, uh, update on Epic and Steam holiday events. Epic is giving away 10 and it doesn't expire until May 1st. And then Steam is offering $5 if you have 5,000 yeah. festivity tokens. I, I know PC gaming can be unbelievably um, you know, filled with idiosyncrasies and issues and, 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 it, and it crushes your soul sometimes. <laughs> uh, but from a value perspective... What a time to be a gamer. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you could just have a massive library at your fingertips of stuff that's on sale. And as we move more and more into digital, didn't you notice that this year? Like, yeah. the sales from Black Friday till now and certainly after Christmas 
Like, it just doesn't make sense to buy new games anymore. Totally. You know? If you can wait, wait. Like, <laughs> yeah. why would you ever jump into Everything's it? Yeah. On, Nintendo's games are on sale. Which N- is unheard of. They never do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. If you buy the digital versions of a lot of this software, you're getting stuff at such an unbelievable value now. You yeah. know, that idea of... So is it 50, $60 in the States? 60. 60? Yeah, 50. And it's yeah. like 80 in Canada? Jesus. It's crazy, right? Yeah. But so if you... And then while we say this, Australia's laughing. I know. They're upside down laughing at us because it's $129 or whatever the hell If you wait, you're okay. Yeah. You know, if you wait till the... And then you can just, you know, catch up on a whole bunch of incredible stuff as well, you know? Like Astral Chain, nobody's playing that game. Astral Chain's great. Amazing game. I I waited, I don't even know, a couple months until the hype had... And I finally started and I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. Yeah. Tim told me I wouldn't like it. He was wrong. No, it's... a liar. It's so good. So good. Is it my turn now? Almost. I'm okay. going to give you a bad transition. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Vic, I can't wait to see what Tim lies to me about in 2020, but next year is so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? Uh, well, the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Nice theme. Thank you very much. Uh, before we get into those games, I'm going to give you our sponsors. Cool, Greg? Give me the one. Uh, first sponsor, Third Love. Third Love does bras differently. They believe that every woman deserves to feel comfortable and confident every day with the right kind of sponsor. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Oh, it's, uh, you can't, it, That's awesome. This is one of the ones that I'm the most proud of, is That's, that when they came, they were like, that someone saw that our best friend group is so diverse that bras made sense for that us. That is so dope. We had Revlon in as a sponsor once on EP, and I yeah. totally know what you're thinking and saying about that. That's awesome. Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. They're pissed you're getting yeah. in the way there. Yeah. Third Love does bras differently. They believe <laughs> that every woman deserves to feel comfortable and confident every day with the right kind of support. They help her do this. Their bras are designed to fit you and not the other way around. They're designed with measurements from millions of women. Their bra styles are made to fit your life. They have over 80 bra sizes, but they know that the one, the only one that matters is yours. They make bras everybody at Kind of Funny believes in because the Kind of Honeys are wearing them. Every bra is backed by the perfect fit promise. 60 days to wash it and wear it. If you don't love it, returns are always free and easy. Plus, the bra is donated to a woman in need. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, they have a Fit Finder quiz you can take that's fun to do. It'll help you figure it out. And of course, Fit Stylists are available to help via chat and email. Returns are free and easy. Uh, so far, Third Love has donated over 50, I'm sorry, $15 million in bras. Wow. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they are offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash games right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash games for 15% off today. The next sponsor, Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy, getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. It's a tired story, but you've heard it before, but I'll say it again. You know I'm Greg Miller, and I moved to San Francisco, and I needed money, so I took out a loan, and they didn't give me any benefits, and it was a bad interest rate, and that's why Upstart's great. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just the credit score. They believe in you. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes. And the best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 300,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals, including that guy who just honked. Free yourself (laughs) from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to Upstart.com com slash kf games to find out how low your upstart rate is checking your rate only takes a few minutes and it won't affect your credit that's upstart.com slash kf games 
And finally, Logitech is sponsoring us today. Uh, they're here to talk about the Pro X headset, and I don't need the paper for it because I use this. I use this, Vic. It's nice. a headset I use back there. Mm -hmm. I plug it into my PlayStation controller. It's it's nice on my. It's got the nice little comfy things, the rings on there. It's got a great microphone. Now, what I love about it is not only is it great for me playing Borderlands, right? But I unplug it and I plug it into this USB dongle, and it talks to my computer, and then I get the blue headset mic, which makes me be able to go on podcasts and not sound like a moron. Oh, good. because before I try to do that with other microphones, and then it would record off the on base of the PC. Uh, yeah. Because yes. I don't understand PCs. We've right. explained this many yeah, a times. Yes. Uh, however, of course, uh, from Logitech G for this Pro X headset, they want me to tell you stuff only Tim cares about, which is this. Version 2.0 takes 7.1 channel surround sound further than ever with enhanced bass rendering, audio clarity, and proximity clues, cues. And most importantly, a new level of distance awareness that differentiates between... The printer pl printed two blank pages between <laughs> near field and far field audio so you can pinpoint your enemy's location more quickly and accurately than ever. Pro X joins a complete setup of Logitech G gear de developed in close collaboration with top esports pros uh, with Logitech G's most advanced tech and focused design. Nothing gets in the way of winning. For a limited time, Logitech G is offering our listeners 10% off any of their products at LogitechG.com. Use the code KFGAMES for 10% off today. That's 10% off all Logitech G products if you purchase from LogitechG.com with the code KFGAMES. Games, games. Very nice. Thank Very you. Very nice. Crushed Bravo. It. I felt it was a good performance. Good I'm, job on all the sponsors. I, you're again, yes. as somebody who does this, you understand how cool it is to have some of the sponsors. It's wonderful, man. Yeah. It's fantastic, and it speaks to the uh, the quality of the work that you guys do and the way that you spread it out everywhere. Yeah. I'm very, very impressed. And very proud of you guys. I love you, Vic. Yeah. Out today, Gunvolt Chronicles Luminous Avenger uh, IX, but it's not like it doesn't look like Roman numerals. Isn't it's, it nine? It's got a low I. Yeah. It's got a little I and a big oh, X. That okay. seems like they're trying to say something. Okay. Xbox One. I thought about something while you were doing uh, some of the reads there. Actually, sure. I, somebody should create a uh, podcast that is nothing but specs from uh, different computer products and yeah. gaming systems. That's got to exist, right? Just specs. No, no out of commentary. Context, just yeah, <laughs> out of context specs <laughs> for like twenty-five minutes. Dual Brain Volume One calculation on Switch. Oh, jeez. Uh, Yomi, consider it on Switch. <laughs> JDM Racing on Switch. Mirror on Switch. Hey, Me it's December. Melbit's World on Switch. It's just a normal Switch Thursday. <laughs> yeah. uh, Beala, the game, PS4 and Switch. Regions of Ruin on PlayStation 4. Yep. Poopay Po, Space Deluxe oh, on PC. Poopay Po is out. Moves on PC. What? Just the game's moves. Okay. Uh, the Good Time Garden on PC. Hexon on PC. Elf Manor on PC. The Disguiser of Fate is out today on Steam. Right. Roller Coaster Tycoon Touch gets a holiday update today on iOS and Android devices. Right. Red Dead Online rings in the holidays with limited time festive themed showdown modes, camp and moon shining shack decorations, <laughs> as well as a variety of gifts and bonuses and more. Additionally, all players who log in between December 23rd and 25th will receive a special seasonal gift chest with a variety of goodies such as provisions, ammunition, and more. In the spirit of, se of the season, a variety of fe festive gifts, bonuses, and more come to GTA Online this week with holiday decorations at the Diamond Casino and Resort and other local business and snowfall predicted across Los Santos in the coming days. Uh, Borderlands 3's Moxie's Heist of the Handsome Jackpot DLC is out now. Mm -hmm. And then CD Projekt Red, creators of the Witcher game series, announced a festive winter event bringing a holiday-themed game board and unique challenges, rewards, and in-game offers to Gwent on PC and iOS. Bravo. Whew. Here's to all the developers that worked hard to get stuff out Holiday stuff, yeah. in this month. I love it. I love a yeah. good seasonal event. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, new dates for you. One Piece World Seeker DLC 3 is going to be available December 20th. And then... 
Warner Brothers Interactive and NetherRealm Studios today announced a new holiday-themed in-game event coming to Mortal Kombat 11 this winter season, The Winter Wonderland, December 22nd through the 27th, and Ring in the New Year, the 28th through January 2nd. Tower events within the Towers of Time mode will be available as free content updates for all Mortal Kombat 11 owners. Both events will feature an array of celebratory modifiers uh, while allowing fighters to earn character skins, uh, player module pieces, holiday-specific consumables, and other in-game rewards. Audio, uh, I guess everybody who doesn't have my eyeballs, I want you to know they spelled consumables with a K. Did they? Yes. For combat. That's awesome. <laughs> Good lord. Let's check in with the readers, aka the listeners, cool. aka the viewers. Yes. Uh, Vic, I got a question for you that we kind of touched on, but I want to get more into it, all right? Okay, sure. Borzin00 says, Good morning, Greg and Victor. Good morning. Victor. As someone who grew up watching you on Judgment Day on G4, yeah. I have to ask, how do you feel about modern video game video reviews and video game reviews in general? With the advent of YouTube, it seems everybody and their brother has a video game review channel, but as you are one of the OGs, what advice could you give to people who are doing this on their own today? Um, I think I, I, I'm super impressed by the uh, commitment to, to create video essays, which I see a lot of on YouTube, and I think people... Uh, really approach it from uh, writing a good script and getting all of the details in there. And one of the things that I definitely appreciate is people, um, like a lot of games today, they take their time with their review to kind of encapsulate many, many months of a game being out, and sure. then they do like a, a huge deep dive into the game. I like all of that stuff. One thing that I would like to see more of, though, are um, honest emotional impressions from people and how a game impacts them, yeah. and also see them on screen kind of relaying a little bit of that. I feel like um, we can get the features, and I used to talk about this with all of our hosts on our shows, we can get the features from reading the product pages. Sure. You know, and the publishers were all doing a good job sort of breaking down what, what's in the game. What I feel I think connects with me as a viewer the most, and, and as a content creator, is how does it make you feel, and why does it make you feel that way? Yeah. And dive into a little bit more of that honesty. Uh, and that's, you know, what I endeavor to do. And I, honestly, it was a lot easier for me to bounce off of another, uh, you know, reviewer, whether sure. it was Tommy or Scott or Ben or any of the people that I worked with over the years, Jose. Um, but it's been a nice challenge and an exercise for me to go out there alone and stand there and try to be uh, off the cuff and be as, you know, um, I'm always just giving you my honest opinion, but also try to be as, as get as much information as I can it, all from memory. And not to spin your wheels. Yeah. That's what I've always found, right? Yes. Like, I, I've been on Gamescast here, even with other people, where it's so different than when I would sit down to write a review or write a video review script yes. at IGN. Yes. To sit here and do it and get into it. Like, uh, this year, I think I, you've seen me start to bring notes on the show where I didn't, I never, I never keep notes. When I would be writing reviews and playing a game, yeah. I would never keep notes, right? Yeah. Unless it was a very specific thing of this guy's name or whatever. Yes. But I, for the conversations, I felt like I needed to start bringing in outlines because yeah. it was all over the place then and I'd forget things or I wouldn't say things or I wouldn't yep. have an answer to a question I knew I knew the answer to. Yep. Yeah. I did that for a, t a ton of years, actually. When Tommy and I started, we used to do notes and we'd bring them to the thing and uh, and then I got into the habit of not needing them or not using them. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I feel like I would like to have them. But honestly, I feel like what's most important is not to just relay what's in the game. Yeah. It's what does the game do for you, you know? Like, it's really easy to just you cut to the footage. The footage shows what the game is about, you yeah. know? Or yeah. there's so much information out there about what a game is, you know? And yeah. that is hammered home by multiple previews and multiple you know, stories about these things. But what does the game make you feel? Yeah, personal, and, right? You know? Yeah, That's totally. what I always talk about when people come up to me at a meet and greets or whatever, and they want to do what we're doing, and how do they do it? It's always like, I understand the, the drive is to emulate 
oh, I'm going to start a site and I'm gonna, we're going to be like IGN. Right. And it's like, that's the easiest way to be overlooked. Yeah. Because there's a hundred other podcasts right. out there and YouTube channels doing that. You yes. have to come in and be like, what do I offer that nobody else can do? Right. And so at the very base, it's what you're saying of you played that game and you can relate it to your life. How does that work? 100%. I mean, I, I just, uh, I, I look to the, the legends, Siskel and Ebert, you yeah. know, like yeah. the, the show was, it worked on a bunch of levels and what it did is it sort of broke down what every movie's plot was which you can read in any kind of newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, any blurb. On a per- post <laughs> yeah, yeah. or anything. Uh, and that was boring, you know, but it served a purpose. When they went off book, when they got to the point of going back and forth, yeah. that was magic. And when I was a young That's viewer, and you know, creating the, the show idea for Electric Playground, I said, that is what our show is. Yeah. It is that moment. It's when it's past all of the bullshit about what the game is. Yeah. How did it make you feel? Exactly. You know, and what's that, that sort of energy and that interchange about, you know? And, yeah. And, you know, opinions are subjective and every individual is going to have their own thing. And, and so even the score and the, and the thoughts around the thing is less important than the emotional sort of conveyance, you yeah. know, and it works best when it's a conversation, but it can still work really well if it's just one person as well. Yeah. Yeah. Great answer, Vic. Oh, thanks. As bud. usual. <laughs> You've talked into a microphone before. Uh, Norza. Says, hi, Greg and Victor. Hello. I have an inside baseball question as well. How does the process work for getting review codes for games? I'm a small content creator and was recently given my first review code for an indie game, which I'm extremely excited about. I was wondering how the process for big companies and amazing creators such as yourself works. Uh, I think it's uh, persistence and being very respectful in your requests and uh, recognizing that People are super busy, and you know I get asked, "Can you give me an access to this person and this person?" And I usually kind of turn that down. And I think you're going to find a lot of content creators don't really want to share their their lists with people because it's a kind of a an implied form of endorsement, sure. which you can't really expect anyone to do when you're building your brand. But just endeavor to build your stuff and and grow your voice and get better with it. And and people are going to. Uh, respect your commitment to that. Yeah. You know, and at first, get used to the fact that you're going to buy your stuff, you know? And, don't, and you're going to get rejected when you do reach out, right? And then, yeah. for sure. And yeah. But don't be, you know, you, you, dismayed you're by not any owned of that. Any, you're, you're not owed anything. No. That was, I mean, for me personally, it works the same way today as it did when I did this for the first time totally. professionally yes. as a, at the Columbia Daily Tribune when I had it, is that I wanted NCAA football, so I went to EA's website, and I went to press, and I went to the media contacts, and I found one, and I emailed them, and I explained what who I was, yep. what my column was, yep. what I wanted to do with it, and yep. they sent me a copy, of it, and I'll never forget that. Yes. Getting that FedEx of the, 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 the PS2 box in my office, where I was yes. like, crap, this worked, and it's the first time it's happened, and yada, yada, yada. And so, like today, when inevitably some indie games talked about or whatever's happening, or like the you know Barrett will want a code for talk about a gamescast, and I don't know those people. Yep. it's the same thing. You I go to their go website or yeah. their Twitter and look yeah. for their contacts and hit them up that way. Yeah, and just or explain you just who buy you are. It and, and, oh, of course, or I buy it. Yeah, yeah, content. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and, and the other thing too, I think in this age of uh, influencers and and um, you'll see people opening special boxes and all that sure, stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's hard not to feel like why why didn't I get that or how do I get that? Yeah. Don't waste your energy on that bullshit yeah don't waste your energy on looking at what other people are doing or getting or whatever just build your own thing and that that will crush find you. your own rewards in this all, there's all this always stuff. a bigger fish yes there's always a better fit yep. there's always you can't sit there and do that right because yep. that's the thing of like if i sat there and like was upset that I didn't get whatever Ghostbusters box is going out yeah. or whatever. Like yes. I see somebody at the Halloween Horror Nights for Ghostbusters yeah. and I didn't get invited. It's like, 
I don't have a chip on my shoulder about that. I'm not asking why that person got invited over me. I'm you not. Can't. Who do I know? You cannot. I keep making my content. Exactly. Yeah. And then you, you know, one day you'll get something that somebody else doesn't get, and yeah. and just know that that isn't the status quo or the the thing that you can always rely on. Like, the, you know, I've been in this business for so damn long. I've seen nothing but this. You know, <laughs> and that's what you get. And the reward is being able to keep doing it. You yeah. Know? That's 100%. it. Yeah. Victor, it's time to squat up. Okay. This is where one of you best friends writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read here. The best friends come and find you. Everybody plays games together. Today, Mitchell George, need, Mitchell George needs help on Facebook. He is part of the Kind of Funny Toronto group. Yeah, hey, Toronto. Exactly. Shout Mitchell out. writes, hey, Greg. After your visit to Toronto this summer, some best friends and I decided we should have a way of organizing events with the Toronto contingent. We just had our first meetup, a holiday dinner, and it was great catching up with friends oh, new cool. and old. If you are in the greater Toronto area, search Kind of Funny Toronto and squad up with your fellow Toronto Toronto Torontonian? Torontonian? That makes sense. Torontonian yeah. best yeah. friends. Yes. So if you're in Toronto and want to get together with some best friends, look for the Kind of Funny Toronto group. Yes. Not officially endorsed by Kind of Funny, so if they're Satanists or something, <laughs> not on me. I didn't do it. I don't know. <laughs> I love all of this, and, I, and that, that's one thing that I, uh, I have great respect for and uh, you know, a teeny bit of envy for is the fact that you guys have been able to, using all of the, the awesome people that you have working here to sure. kind of create this energy around and this, this community, right? Like yeah. this constant... We just don't have that with EP. We just it's just Blake and I kind of cranking on as much content as we can. We sure. we do as much interaction as we can. Yeah, yeah. But you know, when you're building stuff, it's hard to build and create community. Yeah. You guys have done a wonderful job at, Thank you. at being inclusionary with all your people. We're super proud of the best that's friends awesome, in the, the group awesome. we've committed to and, yeah. and created here. So well, that's yeah. honestly the secret to your success, isn't oh, it? Oh, 100%. It's all yeah. them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Uh, let's check in with you are wrong. Again, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash games, your job is to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Uh, sometimes you just give more information, so I'm never sure what's going on. Uh, nanobiologist says, Nintendo specifically gave, a, gave 3DS first adopters an ambassador pass, which gave those players access to two SNES games. It was tied to the system, though, uh, so you could not transfer it to a new 3DS model. Was it? I thought it was more than two. Wasn't it more than that? Nanobiologist rarely wrong. Okay. So I would Nanobiologist. The nanobiologist. I love, yeah. Is that a character in Death Stranding? No, nope, just a biologist okay, who, right. who has nothing better than to do watches okay. and crack does. All right. Um, people saying I'm right of course I am no big deal <laughs> uh, Nanobiologist says Epic is also doing 12 days of 12 free games for the oh holidays. yes that's right and there's a switch thing with Cubic Games where you're getting uh, a free game every day if oh really you had to purchase one a while ago and then every day that publisher is giving you a free game I think I screwed up and didn't get mine yesterday screwed damn that up. it Stead John At says digital game re digital game prices. Even on sale, I usually find it's noticeably cheaper to buy games physically in the UK, often by five to ten pounds. So right. that's something to go for. Yeah, Stadia's got to fix that pricing thing. Kebabs points out here the Australian dollar does not have the same monetary value as the American dollar. Under today's exchange rate, $60 US is $87 uh, Australian, uh, $90 New Zealand. It's still a bit more expensive, of course, but you don't literally pay double the cost down It here. is shocking that you've been to Australia. Sure, it, but it, it is shocking to see those prices. Exactly. Right? But all yeah. I heard in that correction was just, uh, Oi, Governor! You know what I mean? The dingo <laughs> ate the baby! That's not Australia. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's anything, actually, Vic. I don't know. If it's today, anything. today we lost all of the Australian best friends. <laughs> oh, trust me, they're used to it. They love it. Uh, nanobiologist says it was twenty. I typed. I thought I typed twenty. So it's twenty. You it were right. 20, yeah. You were right. You yeah. both correct yeah. each other there yes, on the free yeah. games. I Good still job. Have some memory. 
uh, nanobiologist points out just for Vic's I think I have two bachelor degrees in biology and nanoscience. Very Hence, nice. Nanobiologist. Very nice. You'll be in Death too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's Kind of Funny Games Daily. Thank you so much for watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. You can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. Vic, as always, you're a love consummate it. professional. Oh, I love thank you, you so much. Thank you for Just give me. it all up and move down here. Or you come, come on to, to Vancouver. Ah, come on. Like a lot of people are doing this stuff. Yeah. Where can people keep up with you if they want to? Uh, check us out on uh, EPN. So it's uh, EPN TV on YouTube, or you can uh, follow EP Daily TV on uh, Twitter. I'm Victor underscore Lucas on Twitter. Um, just search for Electric Playground. And please watch and subscribe to our stuff if you like it and uh, share it. Agreed. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, and until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank cool. You, man.